Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with another episode of the award-winning Chick Foley Show podcast. We're going to be previewing Elimination Chamber, talking some AEW, talking some wrestling figures, and catching you up on all things Chick Foley. Before we go any further, let me start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I wanted to wish all the Foley fam a happy Valentine's Day because I love all of you guys. Um, We just passed Valentine's Day. We were supposed to record yesterday, but... I messed up our schedule, so we are here tonight on February 15th recording this, but uh, I wanted to give a happy belated Valentine's Day to all of our Foley fam. Yeah, Sheena pulled a HBK in 96 on us and just no-showed at the last <laughs> second, so yeah, big-time this, and we, we, we had nobody to main event, so we were, we were calling Damn. Trey for My Damn Toys, we were calling Square Circle Photography. We Dan Turnquist. Couldn't find another headliner, and you know we we refused to go on uh, with just a bunch of mid-carters like me, Marco, and uh, Jordan. But uh, speaking of which, Marco, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, it's a... Uh... It's been it's been a while. It feels like it's feels like I haven't spoken to you guys in forever, and I can't uh, I can't wait to get into some elimination chamber talk. It has been a long two weeks, man. I think it's because wrestling's been a little bit slow the last couple of weeks, and that's why we didn't talk last week. We were kind of starting to get get a show together, and we we're like, "There's really nothing to discuss." Because yeah. they really we're, we're on the slow road to WrestleMania this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jordan, what's up out in Nebraska? Oh, you know, just busy being a mid-carter here on Sunday Night Heat. Uh, <laughs> opening up the show this week uh, against S.A. Rios. You know, just, <laughs> just just doing things out here. No, it's a uh, it was a it's been a good week. It was about seventy degrees here on Tuesday, and now it's going to snow tonight. So, real great. Everything's great. You know, sadly, man, I feel like those like curtain jerkers on Sunday Night Heat back in the day got bigger pops than most of the like upper mid-carters and oh, shit yeah. nowadays. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's everybody when was, the crowd was hot every night. And everybody was over, man. Like, everybody freaking had, had something going on. But we'll we'll save the uh, the nostalgia for the Attitude Era uh, for some other time. Sheena, tell us what's new on the farm. So we did get, um, in the last two weeks, we got a couple of, uh, or a few new additions to the farm. So I went to our local feed store and got some of their chicks. They got their first batch of chicks in. So I got seven new um they were day old baby chicks then, but uh, so now they're like a week and a half old. So it's got the name picked that picked out. We yeah. got Wednesday. We got Enid. We got uh, brick. Brick. Wood Damn glue. Wood glue. Enid, <laughs> yeah. like on uh, Enid, like on Wednesday. So yeah. it's, and, it's we got Wednesday Tamlin? and Enid. No, not brick Tamlin. Though. <laughs> just just brick. Yeah, but yeah. Brick picked asked, out brick. He picked out wood glue. Was another name he picked out from yeah. uh, somewhere in his, his brain. There was some. There was something else. I can't voodoo. remember. Voodoo. Voodoo. Yeah. I think we had uh, eggs, eggs, and Morticia, and Morticia. Yeah, yeah the kids are big in the Adams family right now. Big, big Adams family marks over here. Um, yeah, so that's the biggest news. Um, our eggs are still haven't hatched under um, under our broody chickens, so we're still waiting. Maybe next week is probably four new additional baby chicks. Also, yeah, so new chicks on the they farm. They have one egg break that had uh, like a 
Yeah. Chicken nugget in it. It was my first time. Yeah. So sometimes it just happens when a broody hen is in the nest. Like sometimes the eggs can just. She's a little chicken too. So she's not as, she's really got to kind of yeet it to move the eggs around and stuff. So sometimes they can accidentally break them. Yeah. They can accidentally break. So one accidentally broke and it was like partially developed on the inside. So I was like doing like an examination because I'd never seen like, you know, a partially developed, you know, fetal egg. So uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty wicked. I tried to talk Sheena into like dropping it in the uh, air fryer for like, you know, 10 minutes, oh. hitting it with like some garlic powder. So let's see what happens. Wow. What do you think? You wouldn't eat that, dude? You don't think that'd be like the most tender chicken ever? <laughs> I, it probably would, but it was, I mean, it, it had been a little bit rolled around in the nesting box. So it had a little bit of like chicken funk on it. So, so it had been I dry aged. Things yeah, are, things are yeah. always better when they've been rolled around in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Sheena, on that note, remind the listeners where they can uh, find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can find all of the links to all of our partners and our podcast brethren at Pod Foundation um, at chickfoley.com. Yeah, we uh, we actually just bid farewell to one of our fellow uh, Pod Foundation brethren tonight, uh, Hawk from the Turnbuckle Tavern. We went to uh, you know a fine local establishment known as uh, Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. and uh, sent him on down the road. He's been in Memphis working on Young Rock for the last six months. Yeah, since July. So yeah, pretty cool that he got to work on Young Rock and he got to be in the in the Memphis area. We got to hang out with him several times while he was here. He got to go watch um, SmackDown Live with us um, back in December. Was it December? No, it was January. First yeah. SmackDown of the year. Yeah, first SmackDown of the year. Uh, so yeah, we've had we've had watched a, football a couple times. We've had a fun time with with Hawk being nearby. So uh, farewell to Hawk. He'll, I'm sure he'll be back around sometime. He said he might get a job in Nashville, so he'll still be in the uh, Greater Tennessee area. And we'd invited Jordan because you know it was Hawk's farewell, but it was also the rap party for the season of Long yeah. Balls on uh, Turbuckle Tavern's YouTube channel. If you want to listen to uh, some, some of me and Jordan's football talk from that uh, throughout the year, you can go back and. Uh, Check out some of the back episodes. It gets pretty spicy on there. Uh, I want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles on all your figure purchases. Uh, I think that's it for housekeeping. Anybody got any other uh, plug skis they need to drop before we get into Elimination Chamber? Of course. I don't think so. No, you know, you got to watch the Raw Down tomorrow night. 8 o'clock. Oh. We'll be, uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock of, of on course. the Turnbuckle Tavern you, Yeah, feed. Turnbuckle Tavern. We, we'll be previewing uh, Elimination Chamber, and probably me and J-Bone will be... Uh, beating up young anthony so tune in because oh leave young anthony it. alone i like young anthony no he deserves it <laughs> he's pompous all right let's get into the elimination chamber preview so starting off with uh just the good old-fashioned grudge match brock lesnar versus bobby lashley mm-hmm. uh sheen what, what do you think with this feud is this going to be the the final chapter or is this going to be a setup for something at mania i mean i can't imagine that it's going to be the final chapter it's literally just a straight on like singles match i mean i know they each have like one up on each other so this is kind of like the grudge match but like there's like no i thought there'd just be something a little more crazy on the line you know what i mean um some sort of gimmick match but we, it's just a straight up singles yeah, yeah it's still gonna be before, great back but, when uh back when fast lane was still around and it was really like presented as like just straight up like WrestleMania preview show. They would do this sometimes. You'd see, you know, an advertised match basically devolve into an angle to set up something at Mania. So I could see it. What, what do you think, Jordan? Are we going to get this match or is it going to set up something for, for LA down the road? I mean, you got to assume they run this back one more time after this. I I could see a smudge finish or just like a complete double disqualification. Like they beat the shit out of each other with chairs or something. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it's ending. 
this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I was I was shocked this was even on the Elimination Chamber card because I thought this was like a shoe-in for a Mania match. Yeah, my, my spidey sense tell me something goes down. Personally, I'm kind of I'm kind of burnt out on this one, man. I don't really feel the need to even see it this Saturday, but yeah. you know, it is still a huge match on paper, and I can't imagine that this close to Mania they're gonna pivot to something else. Um, if they did, Marco, man, hit us with some fantasy bookings. Let's say they do tie a bow on this storyline at Elimination Chamber. Who do you want to see Brock face at mm. WrestleMania? I mean, that, I think all roads point to uh, no pun intended, uh, Gunther. Um, they had that little that little stare down at a uh, Royal Rumble, um, and I think yeah, that'll that just mage. that'll just be a brutal match um, on the in the in the in the vein of uh, you know Sheamus and Gunther. I think they'll just beat the crap out of each other, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Brock versus pretty much the whole Imperium by himself is pretty entertaining to watch so hopefully they go down that road yeah that would be that would be pretty sweet i know that was the rumor a couple months ago that they had penciled in um gunther and brock going head to head and what a way to just solidify gunther he's already got the longest intercontinental championship title Mm -hmm. rate since i think something like the year 2000 or something like that um so that would be pretty dang cool and you could you know you could have gunther go over clean or like you said you, you got some ways out where you could have gunther win but still keep brock looking strong yeah with imperium interference so That'd be pretty badass. How about you, Jordan? You got anybody else you think that they could get Brock uh, set up with for Mania? I mean, dude, anybody that gets to wrestle Brock at Mania is automatically in a big match. So I could see them having uh, one of the younger guys wrestle him. Um, I would love to see him and Rollins wrestle at Mania. I think that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. But, I mean, obviously, I think they're going to do something different with Rollins. But, I mean, just fantasy book, and I'd like to see him and Rollins again. What about you, Shane? Yeah, I agree with those two. I mean, Rollins or or Gunther. I mean, when there there was rumors that he was going to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? So I think uh, was that for this year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I mean, cool. you know that I mean that could be something they literally just throw together at the last minute because I mean Stone Cold. I mean, it's, he don't need a lot of build. Literally, he could just come out the night of Mania um, and, and show up. So yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I remember they were. Uh, they kind of teased that when Paul Heyman went on the Steve Austin show back before uh, WrestleMania 32 in Texas. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm wondering what they're going to do with Stone Cold. I'm, I'm still stunned that he didn't, sh- you know, again, no pun intended, wow. that he didn't show up at uh, at the Royal Rumble with all those workout videos and stuff he was sharing. It just seemed natural that we were going to see him there. Maybe the man just wants to get in shape, you know, maybe he just wants to feel good. No, I feel that. But he was definitely being very public about more than he'd ever been in like years on his social media and stuff. I think, I mean, I think they're rumored. I mean, he was really like in talks with about doing it. So, I mean, it's, it takes a while to get ready for those things. So I'm sure he was trying to make sure that if it, if it did come to pass, he was prepared. It's not something that you can just take three weeks and get back into ring shape. So, you know, yeah. So let's make predictions. Let's assume that this match does go off uh, as advertised. I I think Brock's got to win. Like you said, anybody going up against him at mania, has got to be uh, has got to be looking strong. I, I think we see Brock get the win here, assuming going, this match happens. Yeah, I'm going with Brock. Yeah, Jordan, I'm not making any picks. We got fully picks league, and I'm right in the dead of the playoffs <laughs> picture. I ain't making. Any I am picks. too. Well, I'm like I'm on I'm on the freaking bubble, dude. Yeah. I'm like right there. Ain't at the no bottom, way I'm so. telling you guys my picks. Screw you well, guys. Just because you well, pick, yeah. just because you we pick have, here doesn't mean these are your official picks. I can't tell you how many times I've picked things. We here always and have. Yeah, them up. we always have the disclaimer. These these can be your kayfabe picks, man. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, the, you're not you're not locked into these for fully picks league, so you can even use this for a little uh, little misdirection if you want. All right, man, I'm calling a hillbilly gym run in then. In that case, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marco? Uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Brock on this one. It, it, judging from uh, Monday Night Raw, it seemed like 
they, like Bobby Lashley was the heel in this. I don't know. I don't know what they're how. I mean, maybe just, it was just a crowd just turning on Bobby Lashley a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't Brock. know. Brock's a baby face, dude. True. Yeah, I think Brock's just been so entertaining. I think people just love seeing Brock, so they're yeah. just they're leaning into it, man. Mm-hmm. Why make him a heel? All right, let's go to the mixed tag match. We got Judgment Day, Finn, and Rhea Ripley going up against the uh, the Grit couple. I hate that name. All <laughs> it's about so is like a lame. I just can't. Yeah, the Grits couple. Yeah, the Grits. Not yeah. in on this one, Jordan. Give give me a reason to care about this match. Man, I wish I could give you a reason because I don't care about it either. I, I like Edge and Beth Phoenix just fine, but. Yeah, I mean, dude, Rhea's wrestling Charlotte for the title in a month, and we've got her in this match. Like, nah, I'm I'm good on this one. I mean, surely this is just to set up like Finn and Edge for Mania, yeah, right? That's literally all probably, I mean, but don't call me surely. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, See, I feel like this would be more fun if they would have made it Dom and Rhea again. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, Dom. I'd be more excited for it, and then you could and then you could pivot to to Finn for Mania. What were you gonna say, Marco? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I think you know with with. I think the one reason you should be watching it is obviously because of mommy. I mean, that's one of the main reasons, right? That you should be oh, watching yeah. this match. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's by far the most interesting part of Judgment Day right Yeah, now. come on. That's I mean, you got to assume Dom and, and Ray are going to interfere in this match at some point. Like, Yeah, I, yeah. that's that's my thought because I, I feel like they're going to uh, interfere and then the Grit couple are going to get the get the win. Because, I mean, they can't get a clean win because they still got to get Rhea, like have a, have a nice push and have the momentum in her favor to go to Mania. But I do think... They can't have Edge and, and Beth lose this one. I think it's just yeah because we, we got two many matches coming out of this whole uh, this whole setup here because we know we're going to get Ray and Dom at Mania and supposedly we're going to get Edge and Finn and Hell in a Cell, which should be pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can make it a tag team Hell in a Cell just time together, just run back uh, Finn <laughs> and Dom against Edge and Rey Mysterio. Oh man, be- I mean it'd be cool. They've had that match before. I don't know if. I don't know if Dom can go solo at, at WrestleMania, man, and, de- and deliver, even if it's against Ray. Yeah, I don't no. think they could even think he goes like you know go with uh, Rhea and this. That's why they don't. That's why they put Finn with her. That's know? prison. Final Dom. picks. I'm saying Judgment Day wins with Rhea getting the pin over Beth Phoenix. That's my prediction. Mm. Gina, uh, you said you got. I'm Edge going. And Beth, uh, yeah, I think the, the gr- I think the grits are coming over. Okay, Gina's got the shrimp <laughs> and grits. Jordan, I'm going with the grips as well. Okay. I'm gonna go with Judgment Day. I don't, I don't know if you can have Rhea going into WrestleMania looking uh looking soft there. So I think she's gonna, yeah, that's what I'm she's thinking, gonna get the win. Okay, let's go to our last non-elimination chamber match. Well, actually, we'll save that one for the end. It's gonna be the main event, so we'll we'll get into the chamber, yeah. the women's chamber match. Yeah. I have no read on this whatsoever, Jordan. You're, you're the women's oh, wrestling yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where who who out of this freaking? Uh, this motley crew of ladies we got coming in is going to go face Bianca Belair at Mania. I mean, I think this one's pretty obvious. I think Oscar is yeah. going to win this hands down. Like, nobody know. else. Dude, yeah. Oscar and Bianca is going to be awesome. So, yeah, I, I don't even think any of their ladies even have a chance. No, I, I think Oscar is just going to run roughshod through the freaking um, through through all of them, dude, and eliminate everybody. I'd say Liv, if you know, if if it wasn't for the winner going to face Bianca at Mania, I'd say Liv Morgan would have an outside shot just because she seems to be somebody that they feel like they can kind of heat up in a moment's notice and just put her back in a main event slot. But yeah, Oscar's got all the buzz since she came back at at the Rumble. Um, and they just threw Natalia in for the Canadian factor. You don't, like, yeah. It's just like I don't understand. And then Carmella, I don't know. If I she know has, she has no in. business. Yeah. yeah, she has no business in this match. I mean, Raquel, like, you know, obviously they have plans for Raquel in the future. Raquel I don't think she's Cross, there yet. They're going to be your workhorses of the match. Yeah. You know? And then Oscar's going to come in and kick ass. Um, 
Uh, Marco, man, what do you think? How do you like Asta's chances against Bianca Belair at Mania? Man, I don't know. I mean, Bianca has that, you know, she's on that, like, she's on a long reign right now. Yeah, that's and, what uh, I was thinking too, man. She's almost got like a Roman thing going where I don't know if Asuka's like a really cool challenger for a mm-hmm. month. I feel like it's going to take something a little bit more long term, though, to, to take her down, you yeah, know? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think Bianca, I mean, when that match does happen, I think, I think Bianca wins just to solidify her more as a, as a dominant women's champion. Um, Asuka will put up a good fight, obviously, but I think, I think they're just, it, it's, they're with Bianca right now. She's companies behind yeah. her. And I don't think you could take the belt off of her this, this early. Yeah. What, what do you think she, Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be uh, her and Oscar, but I don't think Oscar has a chance in hell of beating Bianca. Yeah. Bianca definitely feels like she's on that, that like Becky Lynch and Charlotte level right now, yeah. as far as where the company uh, holds her at. All right, Jordan. So you say in hundred percent lock, Oscar wins this thing. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily agree that she's going to lose at WrestleMania, dude. She she really needs a big WrestleMania win. I'm pretty sure she's never won at WrestleMania, if I, True. I remember she's, right. She, but she's one of those people, like, they've never allowed her to have the moment. So yeah. I just, I'm like, it's like the Bray thing where I'm like, I keep hoping and keep hoping, and then it just, it never pans out. So it's like, I'm tired of betting on Asuka, you know? I, and then they, they have, they have given Asuka some momentum. We are seeing shades of like NXT Asuka yeah. as of late, but it's not. I mean, it's. I don't think it's enough to take down the EST. They they could get there. It's going to take a lot of work over the next six mm. weeks, though, just because Bianca's on another level. Or they could just say, "Screw it, man," and have it in this wherever. Oscar could turn heel. That could be something too. She could cheat to win. That's always a thing. Yeah, she's already. Um, she got the mist. Yeah. So what she? So let's see. So at WrestleMania 34, she lost to. Um, she, she lost to Charlotte. Charlotte she lost yeah. her streak. I don't remember doing anything significant at 35. I think she was in the Battle Royal. The Performance Center Mania, I don't think she was on the card. Mm-hmm. 36, she lost the belt to Rhea Ripley, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't she the one that lost to Rhea Ripley that year? I think so. I WrestleMania 37, I thought Oscar was the champ going in and lost the belt to Rhea Ripley. Well, let me look up the show. Yeah, I think, it, yeah I think you're right. And then last year, what was she doing last year at Mania? Anything? Um, good question. Nothing Not, memorable, right? Yeah, so no, obviously sign, nothing so. memorable. So two high-profile losses. Yeah, Jordan's right. Maybe she does need that signature moment. Um, like I said, they could get there, but it's definitely going to take – if the match was happening this Saturday – Yeah, Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka. Good call, sir. It's what I'm here for. All right. Uh, anybody got any kind of upset pick on this? Are we all on the Asuka train? Asuka. Nobody's ready for Asuka. Nobody. All right. Let's go to the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match. Um, kind of same thing, man. I don't think anybody's taking out Austin Theory. I think he's rolling into Mania with that belt. Yeah, I do too. Um, real quick, I just wanted to update. She was not on the card at WrestleMania 38. Uh, Oscar was not. So if you're, if you were tracking, um, yeah, I think Austin Theory is going to win this. Obviously Seth, Seth is a contender always, but I think his, his feud with Logan Paul is, I mean, it's already, you know, a, a stone cold, all the hell. yeah, stone cold lead pipe lock into yeah. mania. So there's really no reason for him to win here, but I mean, Unless. it could go anyway. I mean, Johnny Gargano, he needs something because I mean, he hasn't done really anything since he's joined the main roster. Bronson Reed's new, you know, new ish here. And, uh, maybe Damian priest for the judgment day. Maybe they want everybody to hold all the, the judgment day to hold all the gold, you know, <laughs> they can, it's only going to be one of them though at the end of the night. Well, true. But I mean, eventually they're building, mm. you know, they're, well, they could have Rhea, you know, true. she's not fighting till mania. 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah. So they're they're building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It. Yeah, she's seen us trying. She's on a Triple H got her on the payroll. He's trying to build us up. I, <laughs> I don't see any of these guys taking the belt, man. Like I said, I would Seth would Seth would be in there, but I don't really see them putting him and uh, Logan for the belt. I just don't think they need it. No, I think Austin Theory rolls in this, man. I, I think it's I think it's going to be a badass match. All six of these guys. Can yeah, really this go. is going to be. Banger, but I think Austin Theory comes out. What do you What are you thinking, Marco? I was, I, I mean, I was thinking that you know Seth Rollins would win, and then the match at Mania with him and Logan Paul would be for the United States Championship, just to piss people off and have you know Logan Paul win and have him you know take it take that title everywhere on his social media accounts, all that stuff. Because I can definitely see WWE doing that. Um, but yeah, the the more it draws close, it does look like Austin Theory. He looks way too you know strong and, mm-hmm. and to lose his title at this point. So yeah, I think he's just going to win. All right, Jordan. So we're thinking Austin's going to win. Seth's going to be facing Logan Paul. These other four guys, man, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Priest and Montez Ford. I'm thinking all four of these guys end up in the Andre, the giant battle Royale. Man. What do you think? <laughs> are, are any of these guys getting a, a WrestleMania match, no. a, a proper WrestleMania match this year? No. And I hate it for Montez Ford. Cause I really feel like he should get yeah. one. But I feel like he's just in a holding pattern right now, yeah. man. Until it, I feel like they know they it's, it's time to up. break up mm-hmm. street profits and stuff. But I think they're just waiting to to pull the trigger. And he's got some, you know, I really think maybe once the Roman, once yeah, Roman's I was going to say if, if they break up the street profits now, it's just gonna it's just gonna live in the shadow of the bloodline imploding. So like, yeah. I think they got to wait for their moment where you know the bloodline's already that that storyline has already has a bow on it, and then they're going to give us Montez and you know break up the street profits. Yeah, Montez Ford's definitely got the brightest future out of these guys. Gargano, I'm not really sure what he's doing, man. They've got, I mean, obviously the dude can go. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he's just been treated as kind of almost like a comedy act since he's been back on the uh, on the main roster. I mean, he really took that comedy act to the next level when he was in, you know, NXT when he was doing the whole uh, with uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, Dexter Loomis's wife. Indy. Yeah, and Indy. Yeah, it, Indy. it was cool, but yeah, that wasn't the. Uh, you know, the peak was when he was having the crazy matches with Adam Cole and stuff and Ciampa. And, and Ciampa, yeah. 55 near falls a match. <laughs> I don't know. Where that, we haven't seen that guy kind of in a long time now. Hey, me and Sheena are getting some weather over here. We're recording right by the window and it's some serious rain and lightning. So you guys might pick up some of that sound on the show. Hopefully our uh, holler net holds up and uh, we're able to yeah. finish the show tonight. Uh, so Jordan, Marco, if we get disconnected, we will uh, we'll be in touch, man. We'll just keep um, going like you guys are still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep talking if you can. I think it will let you guys keep going and we should be able to jump back in, but and we'll figure it out. All right, let's go to the main event. Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Sheena, is there any chance Sami walks out with the belts on Saturday night? I mean, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Is there a great chance? No. Um, but there's a chance. I mean, dude, the Cody and Sami promo had me believing you know like i i thought it was so emotional so amazing um i mean i don't think there's any way that cody rhodes is not in the main event of wrestlemania so it's either going to be you know sammy or roman and i think the likelihood of it being sammy is slim to none but it could happen i gotta give a shout out to cody i'm still not a fan he just doesn't do it for me but it was a bold move for wwe to put those guys in the ring together 
Um, and could you take the risk on the crowd just rejecting Cody? I mean, all about Sammy, but it seemed like you know the crowd was cheering for both those guys. I think that was the perfect way to do it. Night. I think that yeah. was. I think they did that, that on was purpose. just. Yeah, that was just perfection yeah. way to handle that because again, like we had talked about on the show, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like the the likelihood of them turning on Cody was big because everybody wants Sammy or Jay or they want this bloodline storyline to play out. But I think the way Cody presented it with like, you know, I'm going to finish my story. You're going to finish yours. It was just like, okay, we're getting the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're going to get it all. So, um, yeah, but, you know, shout yeah. out, yeah, shout out to Cody. And that was definitely a clear positive sign for those of us that were worried that Vince was going to get back involved in creative. <laughs> they never would have done this before. If he, if he had this type of situation before, and we've seen it in a few, during a few mania builds over the last decade, if you got, uh, you know, a baby face who's a little bit hotter than the guy they're pushing for the main event, they typically keep those guys like as far away as possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to avoid that situation. Yeah, I think. I, uh, oh, good. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Marco. I was going to say, I think they did it perfect, too, because it's not like Cody's fighting his way into WrestleMania. He's already solidified. He won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. He, he's he's going to face whoever. That's how they're playing it out. And that's how it looks like. Like, whoever steps in the ring at WrestleMania, that's who he's facing, whether it be Sami Zayn or Roman Reigns. That's how they. I think that's how they kind of presented that that promo. Um, in, in, yeah, which, and, and in kayfabe, I'm sure Cody was like, you know, damn, I hope Sammy wins this, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that so that he can face Sammy, you know, and and, and re- really really nail home his uh, his world championship title run. Well, but seen, uh, yeah. I thought I thought Cody's I thought Cody's promos the last couple of weeks. The one with Heyman oh, man, was so excellent. Good. The one with um, Sammy was excellent. So he's done he's done an amazing job building this um this mania match with with roman reigns so i'm I'm, I'm here for it and i think what they're doing too is they're kind of focusing off of you know ending roman reigns long reign type of deal it's basically like cody's focus is to win the championship have you noticed that they haven't mentioned you know the cody will be the first person if he you know faces roman reigns to end his long like they're they're making it so like he's there just to take his titles he doesn't care about how, how long he's been champion he just wants those belts and i think that's that's the way you book it. And the same, they did the same thing with Sami Zayn. He's not there to end Roman Reigns' long reign. He's yeah, there he's just there for, for a blood feud. Yeah, for yeah. a blood feud. So they're, they're booking it the, the perfect way so the crowd won't technically, you know, you know teeter on either either way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying these, uh, the Sami and, and Cody, uh, you know, the, both storylines, how they run parallel with, with Roman is, is uh, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. I like how they're, they're presented as almost like, um, you know, Roman's almost like Thanos, man. And it's not going to be necessarily <laughs> like just one person that takes him down. Right. Like Sammy, yeah. like KO kind of fired the first shot yep. then Sammy's coming in and putting another freaking crack in the armor. And then I think it's going to be Jey Uso that hits like the final blow to set up Cody to, uh, mm-hmm. to win this thing. Uh, Jordan, I, I know you're all aboard the Cody Vader all the way to the top floor, man. What's, uh, how, how are you digging the, the, the road so far, the story they're telling us between Roman and Cody and Sammy? I mean, the last two weeks, like everyone else has said, have been incredible. Like the, the Cody and Paul Heyman thing was, I never expected that. Like I was so invested in that and I am not a Cody fan, dude. I just, I don't know, man. The dude just, to me, he just strikes me as a mid card dude. Yes, but, dude. I mean, they've made him feel really special these past two weeks. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I mean, props to them, dude. Cause th- they needed to make him feel special for me to believe even a chance of winning. I mean, for him to end Roman's reign, which we all assume that's w- where we're headed. Um, I feel like they really needed to build him up and make him feel special. And I think they've done an excellent job these last two weeks making him feel like that. 
They definitely did that. And I mean, obviously I'm, I'm prone to getting worked and I don't know if those were all fake tears on, um, you know, the, the Heyman Cody promo, obviously all Cody, all Cody tears are real. Yeah. <laughs> let's be, like, let's be honest. Really good after him and so that was something him and Ted DiBiase Jr. You know, they were really tight. They were in legacy and stuff when they first coming out. They both actually went and took acting classes and stuff just to kind of up their game. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, maybe I'm getting worked, but yeah, with the, the tears and the, the choking up of Paul Heyman, um, and the the emotional personal touches that were in that promo, I mean, yeah. they they got me, dude. I was like, okay, I'm here for this hook, line, and sinker, dude. Like, yeah, like you said, Jordan, they made Cody feel like a big deal. They made it feel like Cody's purpose is like worthy of taking down Roman Reigns. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I really like to, um, and this has nothing to do with my feelings about Roman Reigns or anything, but him not being on TV the past couple weeks, I. I yeah. I just feel like it's making this so much more special. Like he's he's above coming to show up and talk to Cody about their WrestleMania match. That's kind of just what it feels like. I love that he always sends Heyman out there to to do his dirty work and talk to Cody. And this week we have the Sammy one. I, I love it, dude. I think they're doing a great job with this because I think they need to avoid having Cody and Roman in the ring too many times before WrestleMania. Because yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm telling you, man. Every time that. I'm going to see Cody next to Roman. All I'm going to picture is, man, Roman's really going to help this mid Carter out here. So <laughs> I, I, the dude, less exactly. of it, I, I, almost, I almost think, dude, at this point, man, I, I, I have kind of the same sentiment, dude. I think maybe even just go totally against the grain and don't even have them in the same ring until Mania, man. Think yeah. about how big it would be if yeah. like, we never even saw them go face to face. I could be here for that 100%. At, at a minimum, maybe you do the contract signing like the Raw before – the show just yeah. give us like a tiny little taste you know I, I feel like some of the best mania matches we've had you haven't seen the guys interact like think about warrior and hogan they barely had any interactions before their big match at wrestlemania yep. 6 i think that'd be a really cool way to do it i feel yeah, like and the, one of them's well, likely to say something that could just totally just like derail like it, they could they could adam cole the situation where you know adam cole literally just killed carrying cross like, you know uh, what i mean <laughs> with that with his promo and it could be it could be a situation like that where one of them just like crosses the line and it's like Oh yeah, yeah. You are kind of a bum. You know like, what I mean? Uh, like you are kind yeah, of a mid card. Yeah, you're the, you're not worthy of being here. Wise man, they're sending Stardust to take me out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. If he drops the Stardust card, well, he, then, yeah, that's it. Oh, dude. so apparently you guys didn't see. You know, Roman Reigns is on TikTok, right? Have you seen this? You haven't no, seen. Boy, you no. haven't seen no, his TikTok no. video where he just buries both Sammy and Cody. No. Um, so so the the TikTok starts with you know them in the ring together for Monday. Going, do you think? You know, do you think I can beat him and all this stuff? And then Cody's like, "Yes, I think you can." And then it cuts to Roman, and he's just like, "So both of you guys have to have a pep rally uh, to each other and, and convince each other that you can beat me." He's like, "That's not going to happen." <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah, you know, I think, the, I think those things. I think those things are really good, and they're those things are well reserved for social media yeah. and TikTok. Versus, like when they're on TV. Like if they were face to face and one of them said something like that, it, it hits different, you know, mm-hmm. and like and like, you know, we're the hardest core of the hardest core wrestling fans that there are. And we didn't see that TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like not everybody is tuning in and watching that kind of stuff. But like people are going to be tuning in to watch Raw. People are going to be tuning in to watch Smackdown. And I think if you if, if something like that happens on TV before Mania, it could it could really be detrimental to the to the impact of the match yeah. as a whole. Yeah, I just. I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm, I'm low key bummed. I can see it going. They're doing a good job telling the story, but I still feel like it, it's just going to be. I mean, it's the closest thing we've had to the Undertaker streak, man. Is is this Roman 
mm-hmm. uh, title run. I just feel like it's a little bit of a letdown that it's going to end up being Cody freaking Rhodes. Yeah, it. I, I feel that on a on a different level. I mean, obviously, I wanted it to play out where like like we talked about a couple weeks ago. I wanted it to play out where ultimately Jay was the one that the thrones wrong. Even though it doesn't make sense, like Jay is not a world champion. You know what I mean? But just like storyline wise, kayfabe wise, like that's that's where the story really mostly makes sense, right? Yeah. And just look at the last so the last title reign that was this long was Hulk Hogan from nineteen eighty January eighty four to um to February eighty eight, right? He's the he's the champ and he loses the belt in the most watched wrestling match of all time in an absolute classic angle where the million dollar man paid the ref to have plastic surgery to, <laughs> you know, become an identical twin and Andre the Giant beats Hogan for the belt. Yeah. Right. That's that's held up over, you know, 36 years at this point, man. And I just, I feel like when we look back 10 years from now at this awesome reign by Roman and you ask like, hey, how did it end again? And oh, oh yeah, Cody Rhodes beat him at WrestleMania. It's going to be like, whatever. Because I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be a cool moment, but I don't see Cody holding the belt past SummerSlam. Yeah, Cody, I don't think Cody's going to be a long-term champion. I mean, as sad as that is to say, I think he's definitely going to be. I mean, he'll have a meaningful title run, but it's going to be shortly. Yeah, I don't I, think. I see Cody. I see those those cheers turning to booze from one too many cornball Cody promos. And I yeah, see, I see babyface Seth Rollins taking that belt at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anyone yeah. doing any long reigns after Roman loses his titles. They'll all be short, pretty much. Yeah, we're definitely going to go back to the <laughs> traditional, like you know, three to four month runs, yeah. like we had there for a while. All right, um, I'm excited for the show. I'm really pumped for it. I do mm-hmm. think you know it's it's five matches. It should be an easy watch. It's kind of similar to the. Uh, we say that we said that for the uh, for the Rumble, and it ended up being like Rumble was ridiculous. I still don't know how that happened time wise. I thought we were we all thought the Rumble was going to be back to like a three hour show, but yeah. that was they had some serious timing. Issues Hopefully, they don't have Morgan Wallen come out and like do a concert. You, in you the middle be of pretty the, cool, uh, Elimination you like, Chamber. You don't like Hardy. You don't like the Hardy. Uh... I, listen, let me tell you, I love Hardy. I love Hardy as an artist. That performance, like that, was a terrible decision by WWE. One, that's just not that's just not a way Hardy should be performing. Two, um, like no, there was no reason at like eleven o'clock <laughs> or whatever. Like Hardy should have been gearing up to, to start a song. Like as f that as he's drunk already. I mean, the guy yeah. as he's all drunk day. as a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys picking up any of this weather on the mic? Is any of it coming through, guys? We've heard some wind, but it's not bad. Yeah, okay, yeah, it sounds sounds like the Undertaker's about to make his yeah, freaking entrance. Yeah, it's just it's just a little mood setting. Okay, you know? I just want to check to make sure I was going to turn down the, the gain a little bit on the mic. All right, let's uh, let's do a final check. All right, we'll go from one to four elimination chamber pods. How excited are you for the show Saturday night? Mm. I'm I'm a four potter. I think I'm a three potter. I'm not none of the other the the. The mixed tag and Brock and Bobby aren't doing it for me, so yeah, I'm yeah. giving it three pods. Jordan, I'm gonna go with. I, and this is full disclosure: the show before WrestleMania to me is always just kind of a wasted show. So I'm gonna go two. I do feel like it's gonna be good. The problem is, is I don't feel like it's gonna accomplish that much outside of Oscar winning the women's chamber match. Yeah, Marco. I'm gonna go, I'll go three. I'm gonna go with you on that. I think three is a is a decent number for it. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. Uh, if you haven't already, definitely check out. It's two dollars a month to get into our uh, exclusive, our Patreon exclusive Facebook group. We always have a live thread going for these big shows, and it's a ton of fun. It feels like you're watching the show with you with know all your buddies, yeah, fifty, sixty, your best friends. All right, let's hear from the two bad chads, and then we're gonna do a kind of state of the union for AEW. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW. 
as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, so uh, obviously WWE has definitely been the, the hotter company over the last six months. I feel like it's kind of what we've discussed exclusively over the last few weeks, but make no mistake, we are a uh, you know equal opportunity wrestling show. We like to discuss all the uh, different organizations, big and small, out there. Want to kind of touch on AEW, man, because I, I got some thoughts. Let, let me run you guys down t- this this card for tonight. All right, main event is Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Then you got Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy, Mox and Claudio versus Bruce and Preston Vance, Hangman versus Kip Sabian, Orange Cassidy the in the Acclaim versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh, mm. and Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. Now, if you just ran me down that list of matches, I would be like, "Oh, that's cool, man!" Like Rampage got extended to two hours, but <laughs> yeah. this is what they're rolling out for Dynamite three weeks before one of their four pay per views of the year, man. Um, for me, it seems like pretty much since MJF has won the belt, I have been tuning in less and less to AEW to where I almost forget to watch it or even like that it's happened in a lot of weeks. I just want to kind of touch base, man. Like, Jordan, Marco, where, where are you guys at with AEW right now? Um, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice, honestly, not watching it. Uh, the first month of AEW for this year, every Wednesday night was they killed it the first four weeks. Um, last week wasn't as good. Um, I watched the majority of the night and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was definitely entertained. Um, I, I get where you're coming from though. I just, I, I, I've enjoyed MJF as a champion cause just cause of what he is. He's a sniveling little shit that hides behind everything. And I, I enjoy that part of him. Um, and I feel like he's played that role well. Um, him wrestling Daniel Bryan at, the pay-per-view I mean, it's gonna be good like it, there, there, there's no way that match sucks um i've enjoyed the briscoe stuff and now i see tonight they officially signed mark briscoe to aew which is pretty cool so i don't know man i i've enjoyed aew still i it's definitely not at its peak right now but i i feel like they're getting back to what it should be and it's they're more wrestling focused as opposed to doing all the the stuff that they don't need to do, like leave the talking and stuff to WWE. You guys just need to wrestle. And um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're still building storylines with the ladies and MJF and Daniel Bryan. But yeah, I just, I tune into AEW to watch wrestling, dude. That's just, that's what I enjoy. As Seth would say, I'm a work rate guy. So I, I, I just like watching wrestling. So I've enjoyed it still. Mm. I'd love to hear it, man. That's what, yeah, we're here for the contrasting viewpoints for sure. Marco, where are you at on no, I'm, I'm doubling down with you, Seth. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you got to be honest, especially with like. I I just don't, I don't think MJF needed a title. Just seeing him as a champion, I don't think he needed a championship to solidify himself. I think he was already good where he was without a championship, and I think him having the championship is actually making it a little bit worse to watch. Personally, that's, I think that's he should have. I think he should have won a championship. I think it should have just been a quick transitional. Champion type situation. TNT champ, man. Yeah, yeah something I like mean, that, like a mid card title. They, they got like 50, 50 fucking belts in AEW, man. Like they could have found a better one to give <laughs> the them. Mid Atlantic, the yeah. whatever it's called. The I don't know, oh, yeah. Atlantic. All Atlantic. Like having yeah, I guess, Wardlow or something with for the TNT. Like that. That's where it should have like kind of went. Is like 
you know, when Wardlow had that TNT championship, like they should have been feuding for that or something like continued on with that storyline. I don't know. They've had some bad timing over the last year too, with you know CM Punk getting hurt, both and you know just having a personal meltdown. Yep. The second time when he won the belt, and then I think maybe it would have got over a little bit better if William Regal wouldn't have immediately hightailed it out of there right after he was in this huge high profile angle to screw Mox mm-hmm. for the belt. You know that kind of I feel like there's maybe a little bit more meat on the bone with that story. You guys know I'm the you know Jordan's the king of work rate. I'm the king of kayfabe, man. So I go back to the champs and I just look at the champs in AW right now, man. You got MJF as the world champ and the freaking Guns as the tag champs, which both those they're entertaining acts, right? Good heel acts, but I just they're not even the best guys in their roster. So you got those guys tying up, you know, really the two biggest championships in the company. Meanwhile, you got the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as the trios champs, man. Where like. Is there not any doubt that if you ring the bell any night of the week, any city in the world, that Kenny Omega is fucking smoking MJF in a match? Yeah. yeah. Why is he? Why is he tangled up in this trio situation? Like, I don't understand. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just it's it's just kind of weird to me. And and yeah, you're you're right, Jordan. If I sit down and watch it, I am entertained, right? Like, I'm never watch, like if if I can make a point to sit down and see it, I'm not like, man, this sucks. It's just there's nothing that's like making me like compelling me to tune in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And I've said this numerous times about AEW. It definitely is not for everybody, and there's been numerous times since they started that I haven't enjoyed a lot of the stuff they've done. I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like they're going back to wrestling, and that's what I enjoy about AEW is the wrestling part of it. I'm not I'm not all in on, I don't need a bunch of storyline and talking every week. I just... See, I'm a, I'm a stories girl. Like, yeah, I love the just, stories. I love, you know, just... The building. I love the drama. You know, I want there to be meaning when these two people get in the ring. I, like, yeah. obviously, good wrestling is paramount, but yep. you want there to be like some skin in the game, right? Some history, some passion, some grudge, something there to just give it a little bit of oomph. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was all in on AEW. I'd say pretty much from the moment they debuted up until maybe when Vince retired. Man, I was like AEW over WWE. Like, I always got way more excited for a big AEW show. And I, I was much more entertained by what they had going on, but I just feel like it's definitely kind of waned a little bit for me over the last, uh, last couple weeks. I mean, I still, I'm still buying all the ROH pay-per-views. I'm, I'm paying for the AEW pay-per-view. So I'm looking forward for revolution. Um, do we know what that card's going to look like outside of the Ironman match with MJF and Daniel Bryan? Have they announced any other matches, Jordan? As far as I know, that's the only one they've announced so far. Um, but you got us. I mean, they got, two three weeks basically until the pay-per-view so or two weeks yeah two weeks for next they got two more dynamites so yeah they'll start firing off some matches next week you gotta assume yeah and they always deliver i've never felt like i got ripped off on an AEW pay-per-view or anything so we'll see where it goes but like i said we just we haven't really discussed it uh a whole lot so i at least want to do a little uh touch base for all the the AEW fans out there uh we'll do a real quick speed round man who do you guys want to see take the belt off of mjf Daniel Bryan, duh. Well, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson? I mean, Brian Danielson. You're pulling a set now. That's my gimmick. <laughs> oh, I want the Planet's champion to I'm take actually kind of rooting for him also, man, which you guys know. I've never been a huge Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Brian Danielson fan either. I'm just going to call him the American Dragon from yeah. now on. That's easy. I've never been a huge Dragon fan either. Um, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sheen. <laughs> Imagine Dragon. Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Anyways, I... Uh, I am I am hoping to see him take this belt so we can just move on to some some more compelling stuff. Uh Jordan, who do you want to see take the take the strap off of MJF? Um I'm rooting pretty hard for uh, Adam Cole to be the one that takes it off of him. 
Um, I'm hope- I dig that. I'm hoping by uh, double or nothing that he's back. Uh, they did another interview with him tonight. Sounds like he's making progress. Um, but dude, he was saying like he couldn't even like look straight without having headaches for a while. So um, yikes! Yeah, it didn't sound like Adam Cole was in a good position. But sounds like he's getting better, and he definitely said he's going to wrestle again. So hopefully sooner than later, and he's the one that takes the belt off MJF. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, Adam Cole has always looked like um, creative player Shawn Michaels in trunks. <laughs> I think they need to run back uh, Shawn Michaels 1995 when he got knocked out by Owen Hart and collapsed in the ring, man. Just, you know, have him make, <laughs> his, have him make his comeback match, Nobody right? And get, get knocked out. Dude, I love that. I think that's one of the best angles of all time, dude. Get, have You know, ha- have Shivani and Jim Ross and Excalibur just be in dead silence and Dynamite goes off oh, the air. Oh, I get it. That then- was excellent back then. But now everybody's so hurt and, like, all the concussions and everything. It's so uncomfortable to watch people that are already, like – on the verge of like career ending yeah. injury. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if they really did like telling him just go and retire, dude. Yeah. If, they, yeah. if he really did like flop like that and like made it seem like it was a real angle, like, yeah, everybody's now just going to be like, Oh now, now, er, yeah. Everybody's so like woke and stuff nowadays. Nowadays you'd be a heel. If you tried to come back and wrestle through concussions. You know? <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> you idiot. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes had to like explain himself away just for wrestling with his torn pec. Dude. He was like, I know it wasn't responsible, but yeah. you know, it was already torn all the way uh, off. So, like, yeah, you have to explain yourself to the masses nowadays. All right. So we got two votes for the American Dragon, one vote for the Panama City Playboy. Marco, who are you going with to take the belt off MJF? Uh, man, as, as much as as much as we joke about this guy, and he's not the, he's not the biggest, but he damn sure has the most heart. I'm going to go with uh, Adam Cole taking the uh, taking the title off of uh, MJF. I think it's he's he's way too over not to. I mean, he could be a huge baby face for AEW if they. You know, if he when, when he gets back in the ring anyway. Yeah, I, as much shit as we give Adam Cole for you know being small or whatever, and I, I don't. I, 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 shit. I do think they need to quietly um, shrink, the quietly belt. resize the belt by about take it down by about ten <laughs> percent, right? But what they need, they need to just do it. If they do it gradually, people won't notice, right? If yeah, every week the belt, they you know they get and Tony shave Khan's a little gonna, bit off. Yeah, no, he's got enough money yikes. to make it happen. You just need to get a bunch of smaller belts made, and over the course of ten weeks, just yeah, use the, uh, slightly smaller belt, slightly smaller belt. So that way, when Adam Cole holds it up at uh, at double or nothing, no, it looks in proportion. <laughs> well, the good just, thing the good thing is is MJF has the Burberry belt, so they're automatically going to have to get a different belt. So yeah, well, see, perfect, no, listen, man. no, this, this I was just about to chime in and say I am just waiting for Brian Danielson. To to win this and turn it into the planet's AEW championship <laughs> and make it all hemp and make an AEW with like the your wood vote scroll. Now, Seth? I don't and, uh, You can only do that once. That was an iconic moment in uh, in championship belt history, but you can't run that one back. Oh, yeah, I, don't know I, I would that. I would pop so hard. Uh, Sheena would, would just, definitely uh, have they, a lady bone. I would die that. when when he came out with that when Daniel Bryan came out with that belt on WWE TV. I mean, I thought my heart was just going to just explode I mean, like i couldn't i couldn't love somebody that that was anymore. the coolest belt like that's the that was the only time i've ever given serious thought to buying one of the exact replica belts that they sell because they had a they had a cheap version that looked kind of shitty but they had like the replica one but it was like 1700 bucks man it's like yeah it's too you, much. yeah it's hard to justify that but it, it was very it was very cool. so cool dude, dude they should so when they give adam when adam cole wins the belt he'll hold up the burberry title and then they should give him his new belt on wednesday They'll put it on the table with a cover over it, and it's just going to be like one of those kids' titles from Walmart, <laughs> and it's still going to be on the package and everything. No, they can they can contact Jeremy Padauer and make it, you know, dazzle it up a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, put a little bit more blade. Yeah, on it. Good way for whatever heel he's going to feud with to kick off the uh, kick oh off the feud. Oh my god! You know? Yeah, yeah. Th- they should bring in Karrion Cross and have Adam Cole bury him again, but this time in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> that was an all time of a promo. Dude. Yeah. As far as yeah. NXT promos go, that was one of the best. Man, that's probably all one right. of the best burials of all time. Yeah, oh, yeah, I always say he's like he, he still hasn't got, recovered from that. Yeah, no. You got the chick, you got the lighting, you got the music, you got the flames. All they got to do for me is just ring the bell. Ring the bell. That dude got so hurt he had to grow hair. <laughs> he had to go. He had to go to the main roster, change his gimmick, get fired, and grow some hair back a year later <laughs> just to make it back. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hear from our good friend J Bone coming down the aisle, and then we will take our weekly beverage break. you want to feel the war of the crown to strap on those spandex undies and listen to the coming down the aisle podcast hosted by me j-bone each week i have a guest ranging from wrestlers podcasters and even some family members the guests pick the match and we talk about it along with their fandom also each week i provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk so get on up and subscribe to the coming down the aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we're sipping on as we pod. Sheena, get us started. Ooh, so I am sipping on a classic in the Phelps house. This is a Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. This is definitely... That's what you were drinking last time also. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't. You sure? No, I had a um, Sequench. Okay. Ale. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so this this is from um, the island. I, I'm mistaken. I said the Sequench, but the Sequench is when we were in Virginia and we had those all the time. These were these were stocked all the time at the Phelps house. Yeah, Ballast Oahu. Points out of San Diego. And for whatever reason, they did not have distribution in Virginia. Uh, can never really find anywhere there, but they had it in Hawaii. So we used to drink the Sculpins a lot. Sculpin is a great, just straight up IPA. And then the grapefruit sculpin is either better. It's unique because a lot of people see that and think it actually has like grapefruit juice in it, but it's uh, it's just it's it's got like grapefruit essence, right? And then mm-hmm. like the hops and stuff actually make the flavor. So uh, pretty unique beer. Definitely check it out. Don't be turned off if you got a uh, if you know you're adverse to 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 grapefruit flavors. And they've changed the can since we've had them before. Yeah, um, the, the cans can, used the to be better. Totally they've done yeah. what a lot of places do. Like I, I've seen this a lot. The craft beer world, you know. Um, Usually when places are like on the come up, they got like the super unique can art, right? Yeah. Like to, to kind of draw you in. And then once they're like really well established, like how Maui is or like Ballast Point, they go to just like a straight up branded can where like the, the brewery's logo is like front and center. Yeah, because all of their, all of the Ballast Points, they used to have like the different fish and stuff. And that was like the main. They were front and center. Yeah, they were front and center on the different beers. Um, and now, I mean, it's still got a beautiful, you know. Um, sculpin. Sculpin over here on the side. But uh, yeah, it, it used to be like the front and center logo was like the different type of fish. And that's how you knew which which variety of beer you were getting. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? Um, <clears throat> I'm drinking a um, it act, it's actually a collaboration, which is a, it's a very weird collaboration. So it's a, uh, a it's two local companies. One's a brewing company named uh, Night Shift Brewery. Um, it's uh, based in Everett, Massachusetts. And then it's Collaborator. Is that how you say it? Um is a collaborator. Yeah, collaborator. <laughs> collaborator. collaborator. You put the emphasis that's on the wrong syllable. That's a new word. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a place called One Mighty Mill, and it is a industrial based place where they make flour. Um, so it's uh, so they basically use like 
It's a like the bread and bagels that they make is 100% stone milled flour. Mm. Um, and they actually collaborated with a with a night shift that made a uh, beer called One Mighty Feist Beer. It's a, a Hello style uh, lager, and it's actually really good. Um, and I was actually on the uh, the One Mighty Mill site, just like looking up all the stuff, and it's and it's you know it's it, they break down all the different you know industrial flour and how it's how it's different from um, you know white flour and you know might uh, mighty stone milled uh, flour versus um, industrial, and then they break it down and all that stuff. So I was re- it's it's pretty interesting. I think uh, I think this is going to become nice. my new favorite uh, type of beer. Okay, cool, man. Jordan, Mark, I was going to ask, man, are they still that Dream Team IPA? Is that still a thing, or has that one been discontinued? That is, I have not seen that anywhere ever since uh, the last one I sent that to Just you. A one batch kind of thing. I'm, okay, I'm yeah, a, I was going to tell you, man, we need another. Yeah, another they were set good. Of that. I'm yeah, hoping it's really a summer good. type of beer, so I'm hoping like like a, a seasonal, a seasonal type of thing. So when the season rolls around, I'll have to keep my eyes peeled. But now I haven't. The same company, they still obviously make you know IPAs, but nothing. Nothing as good as that. <laughs> that that bear is phenomenal. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? How about now? How about now? We're back. We're back. We're back. Jordan? Oh, man. We lost Jordan. He passed out from there. the... Uh... I could hear you guys and everything. Yeah. But Marco, can you hear Jordan? I, was not I could not hear him. Let me fire off Jordan. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like Mr. Robot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just drinking a bush light tonight, so pretty easy. It sounds like your mic got disconnected and you're talking through your laptop right now, dude. Yeah. Tell us tell us what you're drinking and then we can we can get sorted out, man. Oh. <laughs> easy, easy day. Easy day. Nice. Uh, I, I, I'm going classic, man. This was kind of like my introductory to drinking beer, man. For years, this was like the only thing I would do is I, I got a Corona in line, man. I'm on my second one and, mm-hmm. and it's wow. awesome, dude. You know, I drink so many different, uh, you know, weird, funky craft beers, IPAs and stuff, but still tough to beat an ice cold Corona in line, man. Cor- Corona's just, definitely yeah. bring back the island nostalgia, dude. We always, anytime we had a party, we always had a cooler full of uh, Coronas and a, a oh, yeah. bowl of cut up limes for all of our guests. So. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hardcore craft beer guy now, man, but like really up and top was like 30 or 31. I was really a, a whiskey guy, dude. Like Maker's Mark was my thing, maybe Maker's Mark or some Jameson. And if I was in a situation where like it was just, you know, it was going to be socially unacceptable to drink hard liquor and you just do some beers, it was always Corona and Lime. That was And it. you actually so. used to, our, our really good friend Jesse is like a hardcore like craft beer snob. And uh, he used to clown Jesse all the time for his love of craft beers. He'd be like, no, bro, like, you know, go with the classics, right? And now, you know. You're eating your words. You, you, you know, Jesse was a little bit older than me. So That's you know, true, man. Maybe you came yeah, into your, your own. That's right. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I still. <laughs> if only we were still doing the video podcast. She was over here. Busting out the robot to a Ric Flair drip, but it is time for the weekly figure four where we discuss the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. Want to remind you guys, this segment is brought to you by ringside collectibles. Use code Chick-fil-A to save 10% on all your figure purchases there. So uh, it's definitely a light week for figure news, fellas. Really only one thing that um, I got to kind of want to throw on the table for discussion. Did you guys see from our good friend, Mitch at uh, Haskell toys, 
the grapplers and gimmicks line he's got going of his retros. Um, the Ahmed Johnson figure. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I did. I'm thinking this is like in the top four or five best of the the Hasbro revivals I've seen, including Mattel's figures. Man, this thing looks awesome. Yeah, they're they're definitely killing it on that one. Uh, I, I'm really gonna for sure get this one. I I wasn't extremely impressed with the first release of like the Godfather, but yeah, this one looks awesome. Not, not the Godfather. Godfather's trademark. This was Smoke Train, remember? Oh yeah, totally different guy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> completely different person. That's probably we why I didn't like it. Hey, hey man, we're trying. Mitch is. I, I wasn't. I so I just I didn't like that one as much just because I really prefer like Kama and. Um, Papa Shango to the Godfather gimmick, but you know Mitch is still our guy, dude. We don't want to, He's a, a a loyal Foley fan member. We don't want to get him hit with that uh, that C and D from WWE. So That's right. yeah, it's got to be it's definitely the smoke train, not the Godfather. It has nothing to do with the Godfather. It's, it's the smoke train. <laughs> yeah. Right. Any any uh, any resemblance to the Godfather is purely coincidental. Purely coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all in on this one, man. I'm definitely grabbing this one as soon as it goes up for pre order. Uh, Marco, how about you? Yeah, man, definitely. And I think it, it, it makes you it makes you want a uh, like a an elite scale version of of uh, Ahmed Johnson. I think too yeah, to see yeah. in this. I think uh, nowadays, like the technology, dude, he'd, it'd be it'd be pretty sweet if they could pull that off. Um, yeah, he's Ahmed's definitely one of those like he's. I, I would almost say he's like the RG three of pro wrestling, dude. One of those just like shooting stars, man. Like his really kind of like his good run really lasted maybe like eight or nine months, but. He was so fucking awesome yeah. when he first debuted, man. He came out on Raw and helped Shawn Michaels body slam Yokozuna on his first appearance on Raw. Yep. Um, if you guys want to go back in the archives, November 2021, we watched the Survivor Series 95 wildcard match uh, that he was a part of. It was really kind of like his, probably his biggest moment in WWE, even though it was his first pay-per-view. Uh, dude was just awesome, man. How, how about you, Jordan? You a big Ahmed fan? Oh, yeah. I, I loved Ahmed Johnson. Um, dude looked like a million dollars and... I wish it would have ended better, but yeah, big fan. Yeah, another testament to just how cool this guy was. So my son, Brett, five years old, he's got a big tub of my old figures when I was a kid. And he's dug out that Ahmed Johnson bone crunching action figure, which oh, is a classic one. Yeah. And he loves Ahmed now. He's always asking me, like, you know, what was the deal with Ahmed Johnson? You yeah. know, who, who was Ahmed Johnson and stuff? <laughs> we so. just need to let him listen to the new gen. Uh, podcast that yeah. uh, they all, they're always talking about Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, so even just off of you know seeing that figure from uh, you know twenty years ago or whatever, shoot twenty five years ago at this point, um, still over with the little ones, man. I, we we got a really awesome Ahmed custom from our good friend Ivy's custom figures, another Foley fan member. But it'd be great to get a proper elite. Uh, I don't see it happening. He's definitely got some heat uh, to say the least with WWE. So at least uh, at least Mitch is getting him out. Maybe Zombie can get him in his new elite style line that he's got coming. Uh, let's get into uh, weekly purchases, man. Jo- Jordan, what's interesting stuff have you added the last couple weeks? So the last figure I added was uh, Demolition Crush. Um, outside of that, dude, I haven't added any figures. The only thing I've picked up is I picked up a new sneaker purchase last week. I got a, They did a quick drop on sneakers app, and I got the Travis Scott Air Maxes. So that was the only no, thing I, I thought got. you were going to say you got the Astro Boy boots. Oh, those come out tomorrow. I'm getting those tomorrow. Yeah, they come out tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm oh, buying are me you really going to try to get those, dude? Yeah, I'm buying me and you both a pair. Nice. The uh, the mischief. Uh, I think they actually call it Big Red Boots, man. Yeah, the yeah. they're also three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm not buying. Them. Yeah, that's. I was going to say I saw that price tag, man. Three hundred fifty bucks. We got a. Uh, Brett the baby face just made a run in, so Sheena's out for a second. Oh uh, dude, what, what? I mean, 
shout out to Mischief, dude, making bank. They're the same company that did the. Uh, was that the Air Max ninety seven that had real blood in them yep. for? Uh, yeah, uh, little Nas X, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to those guys, man, making bank. I think those were like seven hundred bucks or something like that. It's definitely uh, making. I, I I don't know if it's if it's art or if it's just a joke at this point, but. Uh, somebody's gonna be buying these things. I'm yeah, sure I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys see? I, I see these things selling out in about twelve oh, seconds tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be gone, dude. Yeah, these would be great gardening boots for you, Seth. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a dude. It's a big pull for WWE getting a pair of those for Seth Rollins, man. Another sign that you know Vince is not in charge because. Remember in the past, WWE has always been like seven or eight months behind on the trends. I don't know though. The Miz did pull out the what are those? So they they well, did have the, the dated Miz, reference. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Somebody somebody on Twitter said they need to get Rollins one of those booths and hide it under the ring every match, and he's pulled out like Mr. Socko the and he's curb stomp. Yeah, <laughs> his super finisher, dude. Yeah, I, dude, I, I can't lie. Whenever he came out in those boots, I was like, dude, he's got to stomp somebody tonight in those freaking boots, dude. Like that's just that's just got to happen. It happened, which was cool. But they're generic enough. Mattel could totally give us those in a figure if they want to do a one off man. Yeah, if I just pat out an elite line sometime, I would definitely get that figure. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I don't know who's spending. If you got enough money to drop three fifty on those, man, more power to you. Three fifty. The fishnet shirt and the red boots, really a killer look. It was, dude. I'm not. It was like a quilted. He had like the quilted, like leatherish look, they were and leather then the ninja yeah, pants too. So like the leather belt. That yeah, dude. Too, yeah. He he looked awesome, man. Straight up. Yeah, says the man. Uh, well, Jordan, you left out, man. Your your coolest figure purchase you got is sitting right on my desk over here right now. That Ultimate Edition cane that came with the ring. Yeah, but I don't have that in hand, so that doesn't count. Like you're talking about things that I've gotten, and I haven't gotten that yet. I mean, yeah, for me all and- for all I know, there's a basic in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if, yeah. That's uh, right. If anybody ordered that and hasn't received it yet, man, the uh, you know word to the wise. So the the cane comes in a windowless box, right? It's just straight up cardboard. But I'm telling you, Mattel used like the flimsiest cardboard possible. Like it's soup. It's not stiff at all. And Jordan's an MOC collector, so I want to look out for him. I had it boxed up to ship. Like it's still sitting over there wrapped in bubble wrap and stuff. But I called him and warned him. I'm like, dude, I have zero confidence in this box being able to take any sort of bump before it just well, you completely... You know, they're, to, they're doing it to be more eco-friendly, dude. So they're probably using like the one-ply cardboard. Yeah, you know what I mean? If this is the future of where we're going for packaging, I really feel sorry for the MOC collectors, man, because it is, it, it's not good cardboard. It's bad enough having no window, but this box is just super flimsy. So uh, it's going to be sitting here until WrestleMania weekend when Jordan comes and... Uh, and grabs it, but uh, yeah, I got the Attitude Era ring. Me and Brett put it together uh, the, the day it came in. Really, really cool. Um, I just, I, it's ridiculous. Like Sheena I mentioned before the show, it takes up a lot of real estate. I have them both set up in the room right now, so Sheena's have to make Scott Hall's entrance to make her yeah. way to uh, to her podcast. He's got the freaking seat. war game set up in here, dude. Yeah, and, yeah. but it is cool. Uh, there are good stuff I got. I grabbed the Luna Vachon cello figure. Oh, it looks she's, great. It looks great. She is like 25% too small. But, yeah, she's looked, know, she did look tiny. Luna was pretty tiny, but I felt like they could have made it a little bit bigger. My other big one is that I got back my Road Warriors Legends figures, man. So if you're going to sell some figures that you really like, make sure you sell them to one of your best friends because Jordan was gracious enough to cut me a sweetheart of a deal and basically just... He basically just held these figures on consignment for me for a year <laughs> and then sent them back. And I know Jordan gets a kick out of the times when I've, you know, bought and sold and 
and rebought figures, man. Like, what, what, what do you think's wrong with me, Jordan? Oh, let, let us count the ways. I, mean, I, I don't think we have all night here. <laughs> yeah. To describe it. But the day that he texted me, I was like, fuck, man, those are sitting on my desk. I really don't want to give those up. And I was like, you know what, man? They they had a good stay on my desk. They can go back to Seth, and then he'll sell them back to me in a year. It'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm worried if that. Well, the thing is, dude, you know, if they ever get these guys um, under contract, these figures are getting re released right away, man. So, oh yeah, uh, you know, you, you'll probably end up getting the last lap on this one. But I just I felt like I needed to get them back in the uh, in the fold, and I'm actually on the hunt for the basic ones with the blue shoulder pads right now, man. So I don't know why I was kind of. My my relationship with Legion of Doom slash Road Wars just kind of ebbed and flowed. There's some periods where I'm watching them and I'm like, these dudes are like the most overrated wrestlers ever, like glorified versions of the Ultimate Warrior. And then there's other times where I'm like, these guys are just fucking badasses, man. So I'm, def- I'm definitely back in badass mode when it comes to Hawk and Animal. Um, Marco, what new figures have you picked up recently? Uh... Only the only one I really got was the uh the the tribal chief versus the beast uh Amazon um the three pack the elite three pack with um obviously you know Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and I did share that uh that pro tip you had with us man I have not done that yet but it looked great from what you shared in the Facebook group yeah so yeah I noticed like the you know the head on the uh, Roman Reigns Ultimate Edition the uh the the one with the long hair kind of like the hair is kind of like weird. So when you try to put on that, um, the, I forget the, the name Olafala. of it. Yeah, the Olafala on his neck. It doesn't like really sit well, um, cause the hair kind of pushes it up. So I was like, so I got this, the, uh, the, 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 the Amazon three pack. So I popped the head off cause it, you can just take it off. It doesn't, cause if it, most of the elites now I noticed, you can just pop the heads off of them very easily. You don't, you don't have to like struggle with them. So I was like, Oh, let me try this. So I put that on it on the ultimate edition and the hair, like, rests perfectly in line so you can actually put the put it on his neck and it looks it looks perfect and it actually looks good like the head sculpt is like way better than the actual ultimate edition uh he has like kind of like that like that snarl that he does with the uh mm-hmm. like his upper lip so like it, it it's actually really good like I, I posted a picture of the uh the facebook group but yeah definitely do that i mean if you if you want to display your you know if obviously if you are a you're not an moc collector of uh the ultimate edition because i got some uh me and me and phil went back and forth jokingly about that um but um we uh yeah if you if you definitely want to display it and you do have that um roman reigns from the uh amazon three pack definitely pop that on it makes a definitely a, a difference in the uh in the figure it looks awesome yeah i'm definitely doing that i'm at a point now where i could i could consolidate a few roman figures into one uh you know quote unquote ultimate figure. So that's definitely what I'm uh, I'm gonna do. And I, I'm gonna take your advice on that one. All right, let's hear from our good friend Extra Cooler and then Sheena is gonna hit us with some listener mail. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time for Listener Mail, where you guys hit us with your best shot, and we... Uh, try our best to answer all your questions. That's right. We'll see how we do. 
So our first question is from Mike Rivera. He said, how do you guys feel about the holding call in the Super Bowl? Me, even if it was a holding, I think it would have been an uncatchable pass. Uh, passes to our, our football experts, our long balls yeah. Uh, hosts. Yeah, I won't I won't belabor it too much. We went deep on this on long balls last night. Um, I just think that, yeah, letter of the law, it was a penalty. I feel like in that moment, um, it's just an unwritten rule that it's it's a game-deciding play. It needs to be a game-changing penalty, and it definitely wasn't that. It was mm. kind of ticky-tack, so – uh, not a fan, man. How about you, Marco? We haven't heard your thoughts on this one yet. Um, yeah, I went back and forth on this. Like, it definitely was a penalty. Um, I don't. I, I'm in agree. I'm in agreement. I don't think the catch was going to be made regardless of it. But the act of the penalty definitely changed the uh, definitely changed the game. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, some of those. Some of those. You just say, you just got to let it slide. Like it, it. It. They didn't even see it initially. It was freaking out Mahomes that kind of pointed Black it out. Black came in kind of late. Yeah, yeah, Mo, Mo, yeah they, they did the replay. And you see Mahomes like next to the referee pointing, and it's like they didn't even see it. So like he kind of, I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, obviously they went and won the game anyway. But yeah, it was, you know, I think it's some one of those calls you just let it go because the game was so good up until that point that kind of took away from it. True. If you're, if you're an Eagles fan though, hardcore oh, Eagles man. fan, it'd be hard. It'd be, it'd be hard to let go. They're already you know? well. I want to I want to hear of Jordan. You know, Jordan's in a part of the country. Jordan absolutely despises the Chiefs, and he's in a part of the country where he's dealing with a lot of Chiefs fans. Like Jordan, how, are you just in shambles, man? That you're gonna have to hear all about the Chiefs being the champs for another year now? I mean, it's not great. And then you add to it today, Mahomes is like, yeah, we're underdogs. Everybody counted us out. People didn't think we were gonna make the playoffs this year. I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? And yeah, dude, <laughs> Chiefs fans are so annoying. They, they just they don't, they don't ever remember a time when they weren't great. So it's great. All right, Sheena, hit us with your next one. All right, Zach Hertzler says anything on the menu for Elimination Chamber this weekend? Well, I may be watching Elimination Chamber by myself. Uh, Seth and the kids are going to go to Kentucky. Um, I think they're maybe having some of Mammy's homemade pizza or We're something. We're doing gumbo. We're oh. doing some homemade gumbo nice. on uh, yeah. Saturday night. So they're doing yes, they're doing homemade gumbo. I'll probably cook up one of our steaks from um, from our half uh, steer that we got. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make me a nice steak dinner for one. What was a it was a regular steak. It sounds like a weird animal when you say it was a half steer. Like it was a half steer and half something else. Well, no, oh I mean for, 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 it was it was a whole animal at one point, and then we say from the cow. We, we bought, bought we bought yeah. half of it. Oh. Yeah, we bought a share of a cow. Yeah. <laughs> when I if I'm if, I mean I knew Jeez. what you're talking about because I know, but if I'm just like listening and I'm like a cow from a half steer, what's it? Oh, what's it mixed right. with? Yeah. You know, it's a it's a half steer, half cow. You yeah. know, it's, we call it a bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jordan Marco, what are you guys eating, man? Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Sheena's making faces. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out how Sheena started that when she said, "I may be eating alone." Who else is gonna? Who else? Yeah, may oh, okay. Let me think. Um, <laughs> I, I got 17 chickens, three goats. Just gonna invite uh, them on in the house to watch the ger- Yeah, exactly. A geriatric <laughs> dog. Set up the TV on the back. And porch. a partridge huh. in a pear tree. Yeah. Brett, well, our, I was our saying, little guy you know Brett's what? nursing a, a, a low-key ear infection right now, yeah. so he's going to be a game-time decision. Exactly. If he makes I think that, that's what drop. I meant by maybe is because the, we sure. may not even be able to, to go to Kentucky. Mm, sure yeah. thing, Sheena. Sure. We know. Mm. All right. Our next question comes in from our boy Richard. He says, anyway, this main event at Mania could turn into a three-way. Roman, Cody, Sammy. Um, seeing signs that Elimination Chamber might sour with the wrong outcome. So mm. we 
Say uh, you said. I think they yeah. already gave us our little taste of. I, I think the fact that they, you know, have made Cody a part of the Sammy storyline, it's they're they're setting up Cody well to kind of take the handoff, yeah. right? Yeah. I, think, I think Sammy gets. Uh, I think Sammy fumbles it at the ten yard line, but but Cody's going to recover for the offense, and they're going to stay on the field, and yeah. Cody's going to be the one to get the touchdown, man. I don't know. Do you guys? Jordan Marco, you guys see any chance of this turning into a, a WrestleMania 30 scenario? I hope not. If it, yeah, if it's one thing I don't like, it's triple threat. It's a three way. Yeah, it's a three way. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it never works that. out. Never works out. Right. It never works out the one, way you one want person, it to. Yeah, one person always goes to the other person. Always resting on the side. Somebody, you know, somebody's uh, always they, left out. Yeah, somebody gets left out. You know, yeah, you don't want. If anything, everybody doesn't get to hit their high spots. Exactly. Yeah, worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case scenario, let it be, uh, you know, if this ends in a schmoz, just give us Roman both nights. Let Roman and Sammy go again on night one and Roman and Cody night two. Somebody goes, for, gonna, somebody I'm, goes for an early finisher and just yeah. runs the whole thing. Oh, man. Someone always tries to um, break up the pin at the last minute, too. That's the other yeah. thing you want to watch out oh, for. Oh, boy. Uh, the next few questions are coming from our man, Sam Bro. He says, What's each of your comfort TV shows that's not wrestling? Mine is Ooh. Bob's Burgers. Ooh. I got to go with The Office, yeah. dude. That's been the my office. that's been my mind junk food for I mean as long as I can remember. It, it, it's that, quiet, it's easy, it's funny. Like yeah, I love The yeah. Office. Yeah, The Office. What about you, Marco? Man, I just you know you know what because it's pretty much uh, on twenty four seven. I just you know before bed just throw on freaking MTV and watch some ridiculousness. Pretty much Rob yeah. Dyrdek owns MTV by now. It's pretty much <laughs> our our TV now. But yeah, nice. I mean, I just throw that on and, and laugh at people's stupidity. What about you, Jordan? Ours is 100% The Office. I'm pretty sure The Office is on our TV every day. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, with Peacock, you can throw on those supersized episodes. Yeah. They got the, the delete, fan the, episodes. Yeah. They yeah. got the deleted Extended scenes cuts. just like seamlessly uh, like woven in there, man. It's yeah. Great. Another one of mine, um, I, I'm shame, shamelessly... Um, admitting this is Vanderpump Rules. It's a Bravo show oh, and boy. Seth always makes fun of me for it's the worst. For- I'm like, what? dude, you have because we have we're definitely like big time streamers. We have basically all the the mainstream resources. I'm like, you have like so Thousands. many amazing entertainment yeah. choices and this is what you're Guess what, watching. Guess what, Sheena? I'm with you but on that's, that. that. That's the point of comfort <laughs> TV, though, is like to just be mindless. Like, I don't have to watch yeah. it. I don't have to listen to it. I've seen it I've, so many times. I know all the storylines. I know all the drama. Like, yep. it's just literally playing in the background. Yeah, we might- Bravo has definitely been one of my guilty pleasures for, I mean, uh, over a decade maybe, now. So Maybe we should do a, uh, a Vanderpump Rules uh, podcast on the chick fil I know, you know what? I'm really pissed off at myself for never starting that because there's there's a few of them out there, but like I, you guys I should can go back because I could just start at season one yeah. and just do watch alongs. True, that. but I, some of the things that happen in there are kind of problematic now, and you know, I well, mean, I guess uh, yeah. yeah, true, yeah, yeah. but. Anyway, it, yeah, it'd be cool, but uh, I, I love me a good Vanderpump Rules marathon. Um, Sambro says Seth Phelps. Oh tell us Ooh, what those personally. Yes, tell us what those alien balloons flying <laughs> over are. <laughs> he said, "Don't don't you say you don't know. We all know you have the secrets." Exactly. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'm always paranoid. There is like maybe somebody from work who stumbles upon my secret that I got this whole second life podcasting. I'll just say they're a distraction and leave it at that. <laughs> Sam Bro says, "Do you guys think the NFL story writers did a good job this season? I think <laughs> I think they should have put a more heelish team in the Super Bowl." Yeah. I feel like if the story, the story writers would have had the Bills winning the Super Bowl, they seem like they were the storyline yeah, team. So true. I think the uh, the Bengals turned that turned the they worked themselves into a shoot and whooped that ass up in Buffalo. But it was a pretty good season altogether. It was interesting just because 
uh, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs were really the best team. They were just the most consistent. You know, they were. I feel like this was one of those seasons where the best team didn't necessarily win because I feel like at their peak, I think the Bills were the best team, and I think the Niners maybe were the best. Yeah. Uh, you can you can make a case for the Eagles. I, it felt like the Chiefs were kind of just the last man standing mm-hmm. on this yeah. one. I mean, where, where are you at, on Jordan? Did you think who did you think the overall best team this year was? I think before Jalen Hurts got hurt, no no pun intended. I think yeah. that was the best team in the NFL. Um, they trailed off a little bit at the end of the season because I still don't think he was right, but. Dude finished strong, but I mean, it was overall, it was just an okay season. I'm a Falcons fan, so this season was pretty uneventful. Um, Seth showed up as a fake fan to a Titans Packers game, and they lost every game after that. So <laughs> that was a very entertaining storyline. Titans were nasty. The Titans were looking, I mean, they looked badass that game against Green Bay. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> they were seven and three and added seven and 10. God, and dude, dude, I mean, they kicked the. I mean, I think the final score was like twenty-seven seventeen, but they kicked the Packers' ass that game. I was like, "Holy cow, dude!" Titans might actually come out of the AFC because remember they almost beat the Chiefs with freaking Malik Willis at quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, it didn't didn't end well. They didn't write your no. script the way no. you wanted. No, the wheels fell off big time, man. Um, who? Kurt Kilberg says, "Who is going to win the XFL big game at the end of this year?" I'd have I have sure to name one team. I yeah. know. Marco, can you name an XFL team? Uh the the Dwayne Johnsons. I have no clue. <laughs> the Rocks. <laughs> yeah. The Rock Johnsons. The Rock yeah. Johnsons. I don't know. The Storms. Yeah, sorry, man. The I'm, out. I'm, root, I'm rooting for them, dude. The more football, the better. And it'd, it'd be great to have, you know, some some good feeder leagues for the NFL, but I, I'm not in on the XFL or the USFL. Yeah. Yeah. Same Z's. Sambro says, Who's one of your picks for next big thing? I think Rick Boogs oh, is going man. to be something awesome. I'm buying, I I, you know, Ron Breaker seemed like the top prospect in NXT over the last year or so, but I've, I'm kind of going all in on uh, on Carmelo Hayes, man. Yeah. I think he's actually yeah. going to end up being the better prospect long term for NXT right now. What do you guys think? Yeah. It's, yeah Carmelo Hayes is by far the biggest yeah. prospect they got. Carmelo's got it too. He's just got the the swag and just he's he's cool, dude. I mean, West. I feel like Braun needs a good heel yeah. run, man. I feel like that's what we need mm. to see out of him. I like he's Wesley been too, too. Just white meat baby face. Yeah. Wesley's Who is that, Marco? Really Wesley's really good yeah. too. Yeah, his match with Djack was, was freaking was insane. Badass, dude. Yeah, that was a hell of a match Saturday night. I always call him Djack. Is it not Djack? I call him Djack. Is it Djack? Maybe I'm just going back to you know because I've been watching the Sean Jackson for years. That's been yeah. His I mean, yes. Is it Djack? It's Djack. Djack Dakovich. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, I'm still calling him DJ. His right. name, his name was fucking T Bar before. We can hold whatever <laughs> we want. T Bar. That's T yeah. That's true. All right, Sam Bros hitting us with his last question of the night. It says, "Who's your guys' pick for best independent toy company out right now?" I'm loving what Zombie is putting yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you got to give the nod to Zombie, man. He's uh, uh, what he lacks in uh, timeliness, he makes up for in the actual quality of the figures yeah. once they're in hand. Pretty insane. Everybody, everybody, unanimously, zombie. Unanimous. Unanimous. All right. Brian Vermeer says, what are your thoughts on Ferris Bueller? Classic. Fantastic. Best movies of the 80s. Yeah, it's a classic movie. If you you haven't seen it or if you're too young, you're listening to this and you're too young to remember Ferris Bueller, go back and watch it. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Mike Rivera, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole DeMar Hamlin situation going on? Speaking of the Bills... Um, I think he's just cashing out. You know, if you if you want to go back to the long balls, uh, uh, back episodes, we we kind of tongue in cheek floated out some different conspiracy theories. 
I know people got, I, I definitely think that there's more to the story than whatever that rare heart condition that we somehow never heard of in a hundred years of the NFL. And I think dude's just holding out because he knows he's got a very brief window that he can cash in on this thing. And yeah. he's going to make sure he's not, he's not going to give that story away for free. Yeah. On, write a book uh, or do a documentary a or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Documentary uh, book, something like that. And I think he's going to, he's going to have to cash out. I don't think he's coming back. Jordan, what do you think? I know they said he's going to be clear to play. You think back, he comes bro. back in the he's NFL? He's never playing football again. There's no way. No. Yeah, I think he just I think he's got somebody in his corner that's letting him know like dude, you know, yeah. not to be cynical about this, but you got to cash out while you can. Yeah, like you're only going to get one shot to tell your story, make people pay for this shit. Yeah, did that happen to well, not that exact thing, but was it not didn't Shannon Sharp's brother have like some type of like heart thing too and he never played football again? Yeah, well. Sterling Sharp, yeah, yeah for um his Shannon Sharp's older brother was badass receiver for the Packers, man. I think he only played like 6 7 years ago. He kind of caught the first he was Brett Favre's like first go-to receiver, and I don't know if it was for some reason it may have just been like his yearly physical, or whatever. But they caught caught his heart condition, and uh, he ended up retired. Early yeah, I mean, so. look, at, look at Papa H, dude. I don't think we'll yeah. ever see. I don't think we'll ever see Papa H get in the ring again. Yeah, you guys remember? You can't, back me, you in, can't mess uh, with your ticker, dude. That's one thing. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, you, a neck injury. I mean, obviously those are career ending and all that stuff. But like, dude, I'm just saying, your heart. Yeah, that's that's just something you don't you don't mess with. Dude. I remember back like uh, 92, 93, man. I was kind of really it was when I was first really coming to becoming like a half ass like you know smart sports fan, like at least keeping up with the stuff. And you guys remember Reggie Lewis for the Celtics? He yeah. was like their best player, and he died from a heart attack, man. Yeah, you should know Mark. Yeah. You're right up there. Yeah, he was he was really really good. He was going to be like you know their top guy once Bird yeah. retired, and he uh, he that died from a heart condition, man. So. Yeah, sad stuff, man. Dude was a, pre- a solid player, just cut down in his prime like that. But yeah, I don't think, I, I, I think he's just uh, biding his time uh, and, and he's going to get paid out when he does tell a story. All right, Johnny JB says, how do y'all feel about Hook? I personally feel he's overrated at the moment. He needs more time. We have Hook's number one fan here in the room with us right yeah, now. Yeah, Brent loves Hook. All right, Jordan, where do you, where are you at on Hook, man? I, I mean, I don't feel like they're doing anything like offensive with him. Like it's not like they're pushing him to the top of the roster or anything. I'm fine with where he's at now. You could definitely tell he's learning, and I, I mean, I think he's getting better. I don't think he's getting worse by any means. So, I don't know. I, completely unoffensive to me. Yeah. I like Hook, man. Yeah. I, I, I like Hook a lot, dude. I know he kind of started off as just a meme. Um, I think he's pretty freaking. Uh, stop, Brett. I think he's. Uh, I think he's pretty badass, though, man. And he's definitely got the presence down. He probably needs to put on another like fifteen or twenty pounds, I think, to be taken seriously. But, but he's really good. I do got to say, I'm a little bit disappointed, man. When I first heard this question, I don't know why. I thought he was talking Hook the movie. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on, <laughs> like, you I know, thought. Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams? I love that movie, I, dude. So do I. I was ready to talk about Rufio and everything, Rufio. man. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, this is kind of coming out of left field, but fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for Hook, dude. I, lo- I, I love me some, some good 90s uh some hook. <laughs> I think that's the best Peter Pan movie, dude. I yeah, would watch Hook over the actual Peter Pan. Like it was any just day such a star-setting cast, too, dude. Like it was awesome. So. And the set design was crazy on that, also. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, oh my! Be- the f- the best part is when all of the Lost Boys are sitting around that table and they're eating all Imagine, the imaginary then food, then it turns into real food. And it's just like that oh. looks like that looked like the most lit meal of all. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, dude. So yeah, so if you wanted to know our, our thoughts on Hook the Wrestler and Hook the uh, you yeah, know, so this two for one special on this question. Yeah, so thank you're you're welcome, Brian Vermeer. What is the Chick Foley? You must all agree, Mount Rushmore of finishers, single or tag team. 
I think it's only right we each name one, man. That's the democratic way to go. Oh, about this. I'm going Stone Cold Stunner. Oh, dude, you can't say Stunner. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm going with a sharpshooter then, dude. Dang. I'm going Doomsday Device. Oh, that's a dope one. Yeah. Uh, it's about Rushmore. How are we, how are we doing this, though? This is... Just pick your favorite, dude, and that'll be oh, it. Oh, favorite, man. okay. We each represent it. We got a submission. We got a pin. Jordan picked a tag team finish, man, so... Uh, let's go. Let's go with the uh, let's go with Papa H. We'll go with the pedigree. How about that? Good Pedigree's one. a good one. Put, put yeah. away a lot of people, a lot of championship belts. One off the yeah. pedigree. Yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to do a uh, a finishers bracket on here sometime and uh and and figure out what the best finisher of I'm, all time. Is. I almost all right. said uh, I almost said the leg drop, but it's still Black History what? Month. So leg, we drop, have to wait leg drop's a classic. Dude. To, me yeah. and Jordan did the best finishers on Pod Wars. Yeah. I think I, oh, yeah. I think I had the leg drop on there. Yeah, yeah leg Sheena, drop's definitely. Way to, way to no sell me and Seth's episode. Well, it's, well, well, you it's know what? I actually month. get to actually get to promote. So. Dude, we do so much on here. I forget what the hell get we've back, done, get, dude. Yeah, just search Pod Warriors. We did a finishers episode, and yeah, leg drop definitely got some love. No, I, I know. I was just saying it's Black History Month, so I'll say it next month. Oh, Marco. Oh. Racist piece of shit. I'll say it next one. That's right. Well, we'll remind everybody that Hulk Hogan is a racist piece of shit. Um, all right. This last question comes in from our main man across the pond, Uncle Phil Dunnett. Oh, boy. He says Bill McKenna, Steve Ozer, and Jeremy Padauer. Fuck Mary Oh, Clark. my God. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I'm not getting blocked by any of those three, so I'm not mentioning. I'm already blocked. I'm already blocked by Bill, so let's kill Bill. Um, I'd say I would. I would uh, marry Steve. Yeah, I'd, uh, I would marry Steve. I would kill Bill. And, I don't know. No, no, no. I have to bang Jeremy. I don't know. I'd, I'd marry you Jeremy bet? just for the money. Yeah, you Jeremy's marry Jeremy. Money, and I'd probably just do a coin flip on the other two. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do either one of those things to either one of the other two. <laughs> so I'll just I'll flip a coin and let, you know, let leave it to the winds Not, of fate. If I have to spend the rest of my life with one of those guys, it's I think Steve's the most chill. Taking the money out of it, yeah, I go with Steve, dude. He's, yeah. he is definitely like a uh as much as Jeremy's done, man, I, I, I'm not feeling the AEW line where they're at business-wise yeah. right now. And I feel like... And uh, Jeremy's just too manic for me. Can you imagine living with Jeremy? He yeah. would just be like, you know... <laughs> he, he's the kind of guy that would take your whole like life savings and bet it on a Pokemon card, dude. And you'd be like... They'd be like coming to take the house and shit from you, you know? Like, so, like, you know... Oh, that Charizard didn't hit. <laughs> yeah, I want, a, I want a stable... I want a stable relationship. And I feel like Steve is the best one for that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, same. I feel like I definitely vibe the best with Steve, man. He's been a very good caretaker for the WWE line. Oh um, my god! But I'm still going for the money, though. So Jeremy's my guy all the way. Oh, uh, do you guys have any any strong feelings on uh, F. Mary Kill, Bill McKenna, Steve Ozer, and Jeremy Padauer? Uh, I'm gonna move. To, I'm gonna move to Utah and just marry all three. I'm just, I'm not. I'm not giving anybody a bad. Why not? That's right. You could have brother brother husbands. <laughs> Is that it for uh, listener that mail, That is it Sheen? for listener mail. All right, Sheen, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren that you heard from earlier in the show at Pod Foundation. And uh, join our Facebook group. Go to chickfoley.com. And yeah, we're, it's time for trivia, right? All right, it's time for the main event. My uh, my eight question streak came to a crushing end last week. Jordan's gonna try to get uh, get something going here. I don't know. I don't know if my record's ever gonna get touched by one of these two guys. Come on, Jordan, you got. I, this, I pre Sheena pre screened this question by me. 
it's doable. It's not a, it's do not it. an easy one, but I think it's definitely doable. It's you should not get a lock, but you can do it. All right. So hit, hit him with it, Shane. All right. At WrestleMania 11, The Undertaker faced... Oh, uh, Giant Gonzalez. God, dude. No, that was WrestleMania 9. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Tell him, Shane. Give him the answer. King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Dang. Remember he came back and he was part of the Million Dollar Corporation? Kama stole the urn and melted oh, it down to a gold God. chain. Dude, he was so confident. I, know. Dude. I feel bad. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan caught the pass on the wing, dude. He squared up. He fired that three pointer. That motherfucker bricked off the side of the backboard. Uh, it was, it was, it, it was the confidence for me, dude. I love, I loved how assertively you answered that question because I, I wanted it to be right. Dang. All right, Jordan, you got to give us the closing thoughts for the episode after that freaking break. Dude. <laughs> I have no thoughts. <laughs> Only pain. That's all I know. <laughs> hey, Brett, you want to tell the listeners good night? Yes. So tell them. Say, say, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week.